You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello. It is um, almost Halloween, and uh, it's got warm again. Very weird weather this year. They have bro- we have broken the record. It's not really weird. For the last 30 years today, <laughs> for a day in October that is over 85 degrees, which is really weird for this. T- if you live in Australia, you're probably like, what the hell? It's our summer right now. It's probably 150 degrees. But, uh, I doubt that. But uh, here, it is uh, weirdly warm. Isn't weird though. You've lived here long enough to know where the temperature. Well, can in be the last thirty years, time. this has never happened. Okay, we're talking about degrees. It could have been two degrees cooler and not hit the record. This isn't weird. I just it's looked not... it all up. I looked up. The... I understand, but it's also been warm in those thirty years. Maybe not hit that number. The highest it's been where we the, live is the... the middle of America, which means in January you could have an eighty-degree day, and in July you could have a forty-degree day. So that is the weather forecast for this week. <laughs> the um, forecast is just get over it and deal with the net if you don't like I it. I enjoy a, a nice warm weather. Rainy uh, land of I enjoy Oz. a nice warm um, day in the winter. Do you? Just, yeah, just a, a random one. Not like it stays warm for a long time. Just random. Um, so uh, what is the before the after the show discussion? You was talking about you're playing a new game there. Video Not game new. while while you do it. Not new. No, well, it has been updated. City Skylines. You've not played it for a long time? And I have you not. dug it out to have a look at it. And uh, they've added a lot. City Skylines, it's the um, competitor to SimCity from another company, Paradox. Um, they've added weather effects, right? Yes. Snow. Rain is all I've seen. Rain, yeah, and night, something after dark. That one I'd already played. So it gets night, dark, dark, and then you get all the street lights and everything. That's good. It's like you build a city. That's it, it, really. (laughs) Yeah, you plan your city and you watch it. I like to make the... You can build your own landscape. Yep. So I can go in and make a map. Make mountains and valleys and rivers and oceans and all that shit. (laughs) Make it exactly how you want it. Yeah, but it never is because it never works. I always want a nice big dam to be my electrical thing. And I can never figure out how to get the dam from... Keep it from flooding or from flooding the land down below, or from stopping the water completely. And I've looked up videos, and people make it sound like it's really easy. I just haven't done it yet. So that's City Skylines. It's really, really cheap on Steam nowadays. Um, I think you can get the get it for like 20 bucks. So it's probably many If you're into that kind of thing, many, many hours it can be uh, spent. Very many. All right, it is Saturday, October the 29th. This is after the show, 451. After the show is a movie review podcast, and you're listening to it right now. The movie we're looking at this week is Lights Out, the Blu-ray release. It's a 2016 movie released on Blu-ray this... Well, it's just just came out this week, October the 25th. It's a PG-13, um, and it's from our friends at Warner Brothers, and Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of the movie... Lights out. Don't turn the lights out. <laughs> the synopsis. <laughs> That's it. There is something in the dark uh, that doesn't like the light. And it has to do with, you know, That's something horrible that happened to a child. And now she's 
a creepy thing that doesn't like the light. All right, so it is a horror film, and uh, interesting that it is a PG-13. I put I wrote down R at first, because I automatically assume horror films are R, but this one isn't. It doesn't... It can really... I mean, yes, it could be, because there's a kid in it, because mm. we have The Exorcist as an example of so, that, but... So as a PG-13 horror film, which obviously... Um, it's not going to be a blood and gore fest. And they never are. They're more ghosts or that kind of thing for the for those type. Honey, uh, ghosts aren't real. Oh, uh, you have to watch the movie to see yeah. get that reference. So uh, you you can go first this week. What do you think of the movie? What did you think of the movie? Lights out. There might be spoilers during this podcast. Most likely. So um, go and watch it. Come back. Listen. Um, we'll wait. Your. You don't have to pause. We'll just wait. Your. Um, it's very short. We can wait views on this movie lights out i really actually enjoyed it it has a lot of holes it has a lot of loops it has a lot of my bubble of disbelief or belief or whatever had to be reinforced a few times yes because of the idiot way people write things you know as a viewer as an intelligent middle-aging woman I can tell you that there are some things people wouldn't say to each other in ways people wouldn't act. And I realize it's fiction, but we're trying to have this fiction based in reality. It's not like, yes, there's some weird supernatural thing going on, but we're basic. We're you know, every movie has its rules. Every story has its laws. And we're in reality. We've got a kid and a mom and a sister. And the sister's gone away from home because the mom's got issues. This is kind of the heart of the story. I would have gone away from home, too. So that's all based in reality. So then when you do a lot of... And a lot of the dialogue's fine. Makes sense. It works. And then there are the times when you're just like, what are you... What? You know now that the dark is where it is. Yeah. Therefore... Yeah. <laughs> you don't leave the kid no. in a room with a candle. And you don't just... In you, the dark. If... <laughs> yeah. And you, you have... If you know that this is an issue, that is an issue that, you know, this yeah. thing will only come around in the dark. Well, and yeah, maybe the old horror film trope is in here where the power goes off to the house. Yeah. So you can't use the lighthouse. Well, you get lots and lots of LED lights <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> don't you? You get them. like they, You do something. You get lights. And if you're taking you don't care of a child... don't just have a little torch. Yeah, if you have a little child involved... You never let them leave your side. And in you, reality, that would just never, it you, just wouldn't happen. And you also don't just have a wind up torch. You get one with batteries in it <laughs> and you get new batteries, loads of new batteries. Well, that would make sense, actually. I didn't have a problem with that because if my, I have a speaker that has a wind up light in it, and if that battery was dead, it's just charged by USB. In this moment right now, if it went pitch black, that's the only flashlight I know that exists in this house. I have one. It doesn't matter. I don't know that. So that would be my go-to. And Phones. I would be winding it. My phone wouldn't occur to me. So I'd be winding and Plus, my phone will die eventually. That will not die as long as I keep charging it. So that I was fine with. Because it made sense. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it too. Um, I had a good time because there are moments where I've always said about horror movies. It's very cheesy, if, though. If it, trend, if it gets in my head that if I were the person standing there flipping that light off and on and that shadowy weird thing were a happening uh, it would it would and, and we all have it we've all had moments where we turn off a light and we corner, see something out of the yeah. corner of our eye it freaks you out a little bit and so i could put myself there and so from that perspective i was creeped out every time she appeared because 
the scratching of the weird fingernail and her origin story and everything, I could have done without. I could have just been like, she just whatever, you know. Yeah, they explained exactly what it is, yeah, basically. Yeah, over and over and yeah. over. <laughs> but I still was able, you know, when you if you turn off the light and you do see, like, we even have a suit jacket hanging in the garage. And there are times when I go to work, if it's dark in the garage, and before I hit the garage door opener button, that suit jacket is hanging at just the right height. That it looks like a man standing across the garage. I, I know it's there. It's been there for three years. <laughs> and yet, I, I it's just like this moment of like, there's somebody in the garage. Turn the light on. <sighs> you know, so I was able to go there. Now, acting was good. I was happy with all of well, that, except for the dude. And An issue I have, uh, it's not to do with the acting, actually. If I had to have issues with it. Well, you do have to. It's not really the acting, because I think they all act pretty all right yeah. for, a, for a movie of this kind. But I think the actual character designs, like the way, you know, this guy's like a rock guy, but he's really cool looking and he's got a nice car with video with video screens in the back of the headrests. Like, that, don't, that didn't fit How with How did you even notice that? I didn't even notice that. Because the kid was shit. watching the TV in the back of the car. Oh, like, I didn't even And notice. I was like... Didn't even notice I was like, that. that dude doesn't seem like he would have that car. Um, she is a little bit too designed, like, very you know, designed. like she lives above a tattoo studio and it's all very... Not that people don't. Not that they don't, but it all seems very like a package. Like, like Correct. somebody sat down and went, so what is she? Well, she went away from her mother and she maybe rebelled a little bit. So she lives above this tattoo studio. She's got this cool rock kind of boyfriend and she puts posters up of, of all these metal bands and, you know... It all that seems very phony to me, not very realistic. It's like a. Uh, it seemed real to me because I, I know those kind of people, so that didn't bother. I mean, me. I've seen those kind of people, but she doesn't seem like one of those people to me. The actress. Hmm. I don't know if that's fair, but okay. I and get he it. doesn't seem like that either. He seems like a somebody else, totally different, wearing those clothes. Like it doesn't all gel for me. Like, um, it's all very, convi- you know, these are the characters we want, so. It could have been more natural. My, um, the movie we watched recently, uh, The Invitation. Yeah. While those were all like twats, those people in that, I bought them as twats. <laughs> Do you get right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. They were all pretentious and everything, but the actors that they used Makes fit sense. that design. Like, so, and these two didn't really for me. They seemed like something else being that, like in costume. That kind of bugged me a little bit. But... As far as the movie goes, uh, I think it's quite an effective little horror movie. Like, I agree. Uh, it's, it doesn't resort to like blood and gore because of its rating. It's not that kind of thing. It ju- it's just pure like jump scares, which you could say are a bit lazy for horror movies. There are several of them, but it ain't just the jump scares, like you said. It's the actual the design of Diana, the character. Yeah, because you're like. She's like the. I mean, it's not like you've not seen something like it before. It's kind of like the ring. It's kind of, those kind of things. It's a creepy black thing with long nails. Um, shadow. It's a shadow. Yeah, but it is genuine when it's about. And I kept thinking, well, you just shine your light on it, and that's it, right? <laughs> but they do play with. Oh, you, they have no light, or the power went off, or you know, the, the yeah. torch fell on the floor, or the phone ran out of batteries. They do all that stuff. Of course. Yeah. So it is kind of formulaic in a way. But I think they did it well. It's small and it's contained to one place. Um, 
the ending. I had a little issue with the ending. It just felt very boring to me. Like, I kind agree. Of, yeah. It, it even had a one-liner coming from the mother, which I thought was just... Yep. Yeah. You know? And then there's an alternate ending on this Blu-ray, which also contains a one-liner, which is really boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I think that take, makes it cheaper than it is. Like This movie, by the way, um, is based on a... There was a... On YouTube, there was a uh, competition. What's YouTube again? It's a uh, streaming video <laughs> site. Everybody knows that. Um, oh, you'd be surprised. They had a competition a few years ago for uh, anybody to make a short horror... Sh- uh, well, a horror shot. And this shot came from um, the Netherlands. It was a literally a two-minute short version of this movie, really, without all the detail, just the scare part of it. And the actress who's in the short movie is actually in this movie too at the beginning. Briefly. She does a cameo in it. Um, But the short movie is quite effective too. I just watched it and it's like, it's pretty good. I can see why you would want to see that and and expand upon it. Um, And if you watch the trailer for this movie, Lights Out, it is pretty much like that short movie that you can find on YouTube. Weirdly, that short movie is not on this (laughs) Blu-ray. It don't make any sense. Along with no other extras. A movie that is made about a short movie (laughs) that doesn't contain the short movie that's two minutes long. So, yeah, you have to go and find that yourself on YouTube. But um, I think it's a well-made film. It's a horror film for... I was going to say, like even like younger teenagers could see this with the mum and dad and they'd be scared. But it's there's nothing like super objectionable in it, like sex things or gore in any way. There isn't any gore really, is there? Somebody gets like thrown mm, with a scratching. Really. I mean, we're not kids, so I don't know how to. It felt tame in that way, but it also felt. I mean, this is uh, also uh, James Wan produced this movie because he liked the short film. But it, that's how it got its attention. And James Wan films, you can even say, like we just watched The Country and The Country 2. They're pretty tame too, as far as, you know, they're more haunted house, spooky ghosts. Correct. They're not really gore films either. So um, I think it works. It's like a, it's almost like it's a comeback for this type of movie. We've had these type of movies in the 80s before. I don't know if they ever went away. We just don't watch them. Yeah, I mean, the, well, let, let me say a comeback. In the mainstream, yes, there are a lot of... If you go and look for horror movies on Netflix, you know, the ones that get a one yeah. star or two stars. Oh, There's I a lot know. Of that stuff, yeah. <laughs> I said the other day, my God, I was looking for a movie to watch. There are lots of one stars yeah. out there. So there's tons of that stuff. But as far as, like, these ones that get major cin- you know, cinema releases, this is... It's been a good year for horror films, I think. Uh, you know, there's been some good horror... The Conjuring 2 was actually, a, I thought, a really good horror film. And... uh this one. I don't know about The Conjuring, but I did see The Conjuring too. This one adds to it and uh, adds to that that there are some good horror films out there that don't. Don't get me wrong, I love blood and guts and things blowing up and people's heads flying off and all that. You don't have I love, to, though. I, I love that, but you don't have to do it for it to be. Now, th- did this movie scare you in any way, ever? I mean, I had moments of. Go- like the jump scares got but you. Just because. Not because I was scared. But like I said, I thought about it, and I've when you have those moments, the exact same reaction happens. You have a split second of complete and utter panic that there is another human being in a place where they shouldn't be, and you 
your brain, I mean, it's that fight or flight thing, I guess, and that's what I had, like, several times. And also the scratching, because she scratches at the door and she it scratches awful. on the it's floor. It's really good surround sound, you know actually. how I am. I yeah. mean, that sounds just like... I mean, Chomping, it sounds like. Fudge. Eating. Yeah. No, it was just like, I... The power that this dead, alive person has, and her fingernails, her bones are coming out of her fingers, so that's how she's scratching her name in the floor. It's like... <laughs> I did notice that that was a cool surround sound moment because uh, she's in bed, the the lady, and the scratching's going on. And the scratching's literally coming from one spot in the room, in your room. And it, it's just creepy. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really like, oh shit, there's something scratching over there. It's weird. Like, it's, um, so yeah, there are, they do play with sound in this movie to make it scarier. There's lots of, it's very, very quiet and then something, you know, boom, it like jumps out on you. So, if you, so I wasn't scared like it didn't leave me with fear. No, but like I was scared I can't, in the moment. I can't tonight. I'm not going to be able to turn the lights off. It's not like that. It could be for some people, <laughs> but um, true, but not for me. But I think I've seen enough of these things, like the ring and all that kind of stuff, where there's some creepy thing that's moving about. To not think there's any creepy things moving about in real life. <laughs> um, but I think it's pretty well made. Um, if, another thing, I have a. It's very short. It's 81 minutes. Right, which is extremely short. Like, so they really have to get to the point. And I think it being very short is a plus for this movie because yeah, I agree. it's a it. Uh, well, it is based on a sh- this short film that's two minutes long that literally relies on this scare. Shows you this thing, and yep. that's that's it. Like flick, that's its flick, whole thing. Flick, 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 flick. And there's <laughs> there's the thing, and that's how that's the scare. This movie, it doesn't need to go. At, two hours long to expand upon that idea because that is the idea. It's the Correct. flicking the light switch on and off and you can see the you can see the thing you can't. So I think 81 minutes is a good thing. Now, there's an alternate ending also on this Blu-ray uh, that actually is a full, like a full-on alternate ending, 10 minutes long. Like, it, it's not an alternate ending, actually. It's when you see the movie, the end scene... It just takes place after that. It's not a different ending. It's a... Extended ending. Yeah, it's like, here's what Let's happens... Let's make up a new word for it. Here's extended. what happens next. Oh, yeah, the, the big cliche of uh, people sitting in the back. <laughs> I was saying to you the other day... There are lots of tropes. How many movies... I'm sure somebody might have been encountered... End with our heroes, characters... Survivors. With a blanket around them, sat in the back of an ambulance, <laughs> like sat not actually in the ambulance, on the doorstep of the ambulance, like like, and that's how the movie ends. It pans up like away from them. There's so many movies that end like that. I can think of a couple off the top of my head. Die Hard ends like that. Um, the Guest. Do you remember The Guest? Yes. Yeah, that ends like that. <laughs> um, bringing Out the Dead. That ends like that. I have looked at Reddit real quick, and yep. there are people uh, I trust them, so there's a lot. I never trust Reddit. That oh. is that is your first um, <laughs> <laughs> mistake. <laughs> well then, all right then. But yeah, I'm sure there is something on Reddit that that I'm sure there are some accuracies there. But yeah, there are a lot of movies that end that way. People, because it's a good, it's a way to come to a conclusion, right? True. Here's the people that you care about. They're going to be all right. The ambulance they're all right. Is here. Yeah, they're in the ambulance. Yeah. They're good. They're good. Yeah. They're good. So. Uh, and and <laughs> some of some movies probably booked a trend and something jumps out of the ambulance and kills them or whatever. Ambulance. I understand that I love you because of your accent, but ambulance. Ambulance. Yeah, ambulance. Am ambulance. I saying it wrong? 
Ambulance. <laughs> I'm saying it the way I say it. No, ambulance. Tyler. Ambulance. <laughs> how do you say it? Ambulance. Ambulance. No, ambulance. Ambulance. That's how I say it. <laughs> Other people have different accents. Really? I'm, I'm not you, so I, I speak oh, the way I really? speak. really? Now you're shocking me. So if I tell you to change to the way I say it... That's fine. If you're not going to... I, no. If it annoys you, I would. I'm not changing the way I speak because it annoys you. Yeah, you will. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you just did. No. I, you weren't I, saying ambulance. Ambulance. That's how, that's how I say it. Ambulance. <laughs> you listen back. You'll see. I don't say any different than that. But, um, yeah, that, that is the ending to this movie. But... If but you it watch, isn't. <laughs> if you watch the deleted scenes, there is a completely another scene. If you that, say director's cut, that is not the ending. Yeah, you like could, that. like I said to you, you, somebody could take that ending, Easily. slap it on this, because it is fully done as well. It's not like a, a rough cut or anything. And uh, you could have, actually have a director's cut of this movie. Well, provided, no, you couldn't have a director's cut because the director prefers the ending that they did. Mm. He doesn't like the deleted ending. So That's why it came out. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's move on to the cast here. Teresa Palmer plays Rebecca. We saw Teresa Palmer last in that god-awful Point Break sequel that we watched. And she was a horrible character in that movie. She was this weird, eco-hippie stunt woman. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. Boring. Boring, yeah. boring, boring. No, she does a good job in this movie. Correct. Um, she's... What I was very surprised about about her and these kind of horror movies, people go over the top sometimes with how <laughs> like that. They do that when they're scared. She actually did a really... There was one point where she was in the corner. Some stuff was happening. And she was reacting to it. And it was really good. Like It was like I'd expect somebody who's having a, like a freak out because something's coming. It wasn't like somebody screaming in the corner yeah. because somebody's going, now scream, now Not scream. like schlock horror. No, it looked like a real reaction to something scary. She does that a few times in this movie. And if you're going to have like a attractive woman, which they do a lot in horror movies, right? You go, <laughs> yes. Uh, and, you know, she is like a, this attractive central character. Sometimes they can come off like that damsel in distress, ah, screaming in the corner kind Correct. of thing. She doesn't. She comes across as she's tough. In fact, she has to handle most of the shit in this movie, right? Yeah. She's like the rock for the kid. And she's also the rock. She's also trying the mother's kind of shit. Correct. She's trying to like keep the kid away from the mother, really. So yeah, she's the rock in this. And there is a boyfriend character, but he isn't a typical, oh, I'm here to save the day, honey, character. Oh, really? Either, which I really liked about him. He's like a... He's like a nice. I think there's a balance between having somebody who's completely useless and yeah. somebody who takes over and tries to save everybody. And he's in the middle of all that. No, he's not. He's completely useless. No, I didn't. He only does that. one thing, and anybody could have done that. He saves them, though. He that. didn't do his shit. He did the thing that gets somebody else to do it for him. So, to me, he was very ineffective. He was the worst performing of everybody, now, in my opinion. What I liked about him. And he is, uh, we'll, we'll do him next, even though he's not next. Alexander de Persia, he's called. And he's, he plays Brett. What I liked about him was, at first, the very the very first scene, pretty much, is them two in bed together. And I was thinking, oh, okay. This is stereotypical horror movie. He's going to be an asshole. And she's always trying to get, you know, trying, she can't get rid of him. Because mm. she just loves him. Like, because he's, you know, oh, okay. he's yeah. that bad boy. 
But then, then pretty much straight away, it's like, no, he's not that character at all. He's actually, a, he really cares for her. He's not an asshole. He actually he- wants to be with her, but she can't let anybody be with her. That is useless. <laughs> no, well, no, I didn't see him as that. She needs something. He helps her. He didn't, though. He barely did. And um, he's also willing to go through all this bullshit, which to in anybody... Fact, else- in fact, if you really think about it, he didn't help at all. Well, I'm thinking to anybody else, this would see... Everybody else would run for the hills when you, when your girlfriend starts saying, uh, there's probably some kind of ghost going True. And my mother's in, you know, go and see my mother, and there's probably a ghost. He doesn't. He, he just, he's with her. He like he loves her. She never commits to him fully, does she, at the beginning? She's like, I like you, and, you know. So I liked that that wasn't stereotypical. It was a different relationship, and it also, because how the relationship at the end, it turns into like a little family relationship that many people would have run away from, right? True. But he's with he's with them, isn't he? He's like, you know, I love you and whatever comes with it, I'm I'm dealing with it. Like So I like that. I'm not necessarily saying this guy, Alexander de Persia, is the best actor. No. I hope not. But he you know like she's like an attractive lead, they they're doing the attractive male lead uh, Correct. Uh, also. So those are some very phony kind of things in this movie. Gabriel Bateman plays Martin. He's only in it at the beginning. No, Gabriel. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm. He's the boy. I'm Billy Burke is what I'm talking about. Billy Burke plays Paul. You all know Billy Burke. He's got I a terrible didn't... wig on in this movie. Is that a wig? I didn't even know who that man was. Billy His Burke. His father. The yeah. Hmm. I, the first thing I thought when I was looking at him is, why is his hair so weird? And he's in the opening <laughs> sequence in the warehouse. Um, and I kept thinking, why is hair? Why is his hair so? It doesn't look like his hair. Like he's bald and he's got a wig on. <laughs> I think he might have. I think he might be bald. But, um... I don't know who he is. I... You don't know him? I don't think so. I mean, he's been in a lot of movies over the years. He was in, um... I the... thought the mother was a believer. He was in the first Conjuring, I believe. As well, like a... I think he was. Or Insidious. He was in one of those movies. He's been in a James Wanney thing before. <laughs> this wouldn't be the first one. Um... But yeah, he's not really in it much. And, you know, to comment on him, for me, it's not really much. Yeah, he just had to be scared a little tiny there bit. There he is. That's what, you know what I'm oh. talking about? His hair in this movie. What the fuck? I didn't even notice, so. It was weird. I just kept looking at it going, okay, wig, 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 wig. He's in Twilight. 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 Was he in some James... in Red Riding Hood. Was he in some James Wan thing recently? I don't know. Like... Like Insidious or some... No. I'm th- I swear I saw him in something else that was... Well, this is IMDb, so they're going to be fairly accurate. I can't read it from here. But, um, oh, yeah. So, who's next on this uh, list? Uh, Gabriel Bateman, yeah, who I was mixing up. He plays Martin, the kid actor. Thought he was okay. Um, you didn't put the mother. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I put them all. Um, I, I thought this kid actor was okay. Sometimes kid actors are really awesome. This kid actor was just average for me. Yeah, he was. I mean, you know, like he's in a bad the, like the kid actors in Stranger Things, right? They really stand out. You're like, well, holy shit, these kid actors are great kid actors. This kid actor, I didn't dig him a lot. I thought it. <laughs> There's a lot of scenes where he has to be with his sister and say like. 
it's not maybe it's not his fault, but say weird dialogue. Grown that, up things that, that yeah. is grown up. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And and I was like, no kid talks like this. Yes, I know this kid's in some exceptional circumstances here, but it doesn't sound like a kid anymore. Like maybe the mother <laughs> turned him into some weird adult kid. Maybe. Because she needed some man around the house and he happened to be it. Because she did say that at one point, didn't she? I still need my husband and you also do. I need somebody around to... So maybe she just turned him into an adult in her head. Like, he's mm-hmm. the only person she ever talks to, right? She doesn't True. leave the house or anything. So, um, Maria Bello plays the mother. Sophie, you all know Maria Bello. She did many things. Um... What do you think of her? I thought she was good because she had to be slightly convincing us that she was a little bit mental, but not mental as in like actually just broken down. Like yes, very yeah. broken down. Now, character-wise, of course, I'm gonna say she's weak because she's she also the worst on. mother. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. She's been infiltrated by this thing yeah. in her brain, and she's worked out a deal you don't hurt my children and i'll keep talking to you this is the thing in the dark and um so it's also sort of an examination of mental illness i just wish they hadn't didn't have that crappy one-liner on her it just cheapened it for cheapened her for me what without you there's no me without me there's no you yeah that thing i didn't like it at all i would have had nothing no dialogue at that section and that still happened you know um but that's not her fault either uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's it. They're, they're the main actors in this movie. Um, who was the late? Who was the... Dunno. Didn't write her down, so mm. dunno. And she's literally in it, what, two scenes? The social worker. No, the lights out, the lady, Diana. She was a woman. Oh, she was played by um, <laughs> a stunt actress. Okay. It said. No, nobody would know. I mean, you could put the name down, but you wouldn't know. Uh, it's directed by David F. Sandberg. He hasn't directed anything else because he got noticed from this short movie on YouTube, but he has been hired by Warner Brothers to make Annabelle 2, which is his next right. movie. So I don't know how Annabelle 2 would go because of Annabelle. I wouldn't spoil Annabelle 1 because I really like it, but I don't understand how... You really was... like it? Yeah, I really do. I really like <laughs> it. It was a movie that made me go, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. When you know, you have to think back and go, oh, ooh. It's uh, it's very weird. Like so, yeah, I did like it. I just don't understand how a sequel works. If you're a go- you know, if you already know everything, don't get it. But anyway, it might just be a might be a prequel. Might be a who knows. So um, yeah, he's a new director, and I think he did a good job here. It's very like economical. This movie. Yes. It's very like we've got this one location. Really, stuff's happening in this one location, but everything in the location looks good. It's like how James Wan does The Conjuring. Like, it's like, we've got this cool place. It is exactly how it should be. And we've got it all worked out. All these choreographed things that happen will happen. The bit where the cops come, it was pretty cool, I thought, where you see them being... Yes. Any yeah. any dragging of anybody yeah. under anything, behind when, something, with when you don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, when the kid gets dragged... Yeah, that's, the bed, that was like, really a yeah. good one, because you really didn't expect it. Because they play with the shadows in this movie, And there obviously. was no hint at that, though. No. Like, if you'd take the camera under the bed, and then it, then yeah. you would know, but this was just like... It was one just, of those, yeah. like, where you actually jump, because you go, oh, shit, that, I was looking the other way. Exactly. It's a misdirect. 
So extras on this Blu-ray, super disappointing. Like the most disappointing ever. There is no commentary. In fact, what there is, there's deleted scenes. There's two of them, three of them. And the final one is the 10 minute long ending. Not alternate ending, but actual added on ending. It's actually just imagine the film ends and then there's 10 minutes more of the film that you can watch. <laughs> and uh, that's it. It's all right, actually. The This added on ending is all right, but it, it makes the movie more, even more... Um, Dumb. <laughs> I mean, I like the movie, don't get me wrong, but that ending, that ending makes it seem really dumb because that... all of a sudden you're like, what? Yeah. You don't even know... First the theatrical right. ending, though, that we watched, what is on the movie, is is kind of anticlimactic, right? Yes. It, it's this. And it, so is the other one because it's so. But yeah. the ending that's on the movie is kind of anticlimactic, like I told you, um, ambulance blankets around people. But I liked that it didn't set it up for a sequel. Yeah. Even though there is going to be a sequel, actually, it didn't suddenly go, oh, there she is over there. Right. She's still alive. It didn't do that, so it could have been a movie without a sequel. Now, the other ending, kind of... That's the that's the more commercial ending to me, where, like, oh, this thing, and there could be more of this. Which there is going to be more of this. But um, it is... I said to you, it's a really elaborate scene that you see taking place in her apartment, the tattoo apartment. Yeah. That is really elaborate. It's quite clear they probably took them some days to make that mo- that part. Um, but test audiences didn't like it, apparently. So if you want to see it, it's on this Blu-ray. But literally, that is all that's on this Blu-ray. You you will find no more extras, which is really disappointing. Because why isn't the short film on there, Warner Brothers? Why do I have to do go to... Do not see- own it. Yeah, but if you do go to YouTube and type in Lights Out Short Movie, you'll find it immediately. It's really easy to find. So, conclusion on Lights Out. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but it was a little dumb. Yeah, it's definitely a little dumb, but it's a fun 80-minute It doesn't leave movie. me with any, like, oh, God, that's creepy. It just was creepy in the moment, and... Fairly well made, and yeah. but with some dumb dialogue, and uh, but kind of, like, kind of... It doesn't break the hor- horror. You go, oh, holy shit, no. this is, like, something groundbreaking. It's not that. No. It's just another... That scary, creepy movie yeah. that you've seen a million times, but particularly well made. So, if you like that kind of thing, and it is at Halloween at the moment, uh, it's a good movie to see. So thanks to Warner Brothers for the Blu-ray. Next week's Blu-ray review will be Nerve. That's Nerve. Like, get on your last Nerve, Nerve. Yeah. And we'll be watching that next week. Uh, so, Sid Talk. Yes. What? <laughs> Is your movie recommendation? What's yours? I'm going for yours first. Why am I going first on everything? First, the hell? I'm switching it around so you can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, because I never enjoy it. My recommendations are going in the theme of you know, uh, let's say schlocky horror. Yeah, and at Halloween time. <laughs> these are all schlock horror, not scary, not creepy, just blood and guts and gore. And we talked about a couple of them last week. So I'll start with Bad Taste, which is Peter Jackson's first movie ever. Made in a similar style to Evil Dead at the same time in his life when he was young and had to make it over a period Inspired of like four years. And had to make it over four years and with his friends coming and going and with no budget, basically. 
And uh, it's pretty low common denominator, but it's cheeky and it's It's got funny. a cool uh, premise, though. And then Dead Alive, eh, is it? Um, yeah. Dead Alive is what we talked about last week. Uh, a second Comedy film. New Zealand zombie a pre- precursor to Shaun of the Dead, where somebody doesn't really want to accept the, uh, the zombiness that's happening. And the last one is one I had never seen, nor had heard of. And I was looking through Netflix, and I said, have you ever seen Nightbreed? Because I yelled from the living room back here to the office. And, and I said, said well, yes, yeah, it's, it's good. a Clyde Barker book. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I watched it, and it is... Quite good. ...of its day, and yet, yeah, I was compelled. I mean, it's pretty lame, but... It's like in those... You it's know, like, like they throw every weird idea of what creepy creatures look like. You know, there's the woman who turns to smoke, and there's the guy with all his skin is all, like, ebony with horns, so he's, I guess, some kind of a demon. But he's fine. He's a nice guy. They're all, um, like, nice people. (laughs) Clyde Barker did the Hellraiser. It's it's kind of in that kind of creepy, like, weird creature. Like, there is an underworld of nightbreed creatures and demons, and they're, like, mutants, basically. So it's pre-X-Men. So it's all these mutants, but they're they're fine, except for the one guy who wants to eat you in the beginning. Um, and they have weird stuff going on in this underground lair. And of course, this really bad actor. And I'm sorry that I say that, but I've never seen him be really good in anything. But he seemed to be an '80s kind of a guy. This was 1990. Um, and the the storytelling is really hard to keep keep on track with, you know. But they'd have a kick-ass female character. She wasn't afraid of nothing. She went in that place. It's like she wasn't scared of all this weird shit going on. She was getting her man. Early 90s, Clive Barker books started to come out. And um, Hellraiser took off like crazy. And then movie companies just wanted to make any Clive Barker thing. So if you go and look, there were so many Clive Barker cheap horror movies. Nightbreed's not actually a cheap one, though. It's actually fairly decent for the time. It's pretty good. It's just lame. It's got that horrible hick... Hillbilly yeah. sheriff guy who says terrible things, uh, completely inappropriate, but it makes you hate him even more now because he's so. Yeah. I'm not a politically correct person, but it's of the time before we actually figured out that you don't need to be that to make a guy seem really horrible. Right. But and he was really relentlessly bad, and then the, the psycho guy who's the psychologist. It's on Netflix if you want to see it. I don't know why you don't see that guy's mask. I guess because that character's kind of lame. Yeah. But if, that's it. If you want to see it, it's on Netflix. Night uh, breed. Good Halloween 90s yeah. movie. If you're our age, you might just dig it. My uh, movie recommendations for this week are Annabelle, like I told you earlier. I really like Annabelle. I, th- I've, I find it very... It's stuck with me. It's, it is a cheapish kind of horror movie, kind of like This Lights Out. But its concept, when I... Did you ever... I'm not going to spoil it at all, but did you see it coming? Because I, I didn't. What? The twist for Annabelle. Like, what? I don't remember it. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. Well, what happened? <laughs> the, I'm not going to spoil it. But I didn't the, really like it, so I didn't probably... see it coming, and it freaked me to shit out, because it's weird. Okay. Uh, so I like Annabelle. Uh, and my other one is, J- uh, on the James Wan tip, is the original Saw. Because that is another movie that I think broke... Like, horror movies exist, and then this one is, and then there's something about this horror movie that you can't do again... But it is awesome. When it, when it happens, you're like, oh, what? Blah. <laughs> yeah, that is fucked up. Like, so 
they're two movies that have that kind of uh, surprise in there, sting in the tail kind of thing. Um, games and Ace Scully stuff this week. I forgot to mention this last week because of the Nintendo Switch news, but uh, Rockstar announced Red Dead Redemption 2, so um, they're not doing a new GTA. Oh, Red Dead Redemption. They're doing a new Red Dead Redemption, which is a game from about four or five years ago. They did Red Dead Redemption, and it's a, basically GTA in the Wild West. They're doing a sequel to that, which is apparently a prequel to the first game. Uh, they showed a trailer. It didn't really show much, but you can see what it looks like, and it looks really, really good. Like it, like they know how to make open-world games. There is nobody who does it as good as them. It looks like the Wild West. It's next-gen. You know, it's all it, the old one was on the Xbox 360, so this looks like GTA in the Wild West. Uh, I can't wait. It's not out till fall 2017. Probably see more about it in the coming months. Uh, it's an excellent announcement, I think. Uh, I've also I got into the uh, closed beta of Gwent. Um, now, if you don't know what Gwent is, and you, if you've played The Witcher 3, there's a card game in The Witcher 3. When you go to a tavern in The Witcher 3, there's always somebody who wants to play a card game with you in each of the taverns. And if you win the, the card game, you get more cards for your deck. And eventually you become the like king of playing Gwent because you got all the cards. But in The Witcher 3, you're obviously just playing against the AI in the game, the people that you meet in the in the taverns. Well, The Witcher people have realised that Gwent is such a cool game. Why not put it out standalone and have people play each other online, which is like Hearthstone. Okay. So Gwent is only in closed beta at the moment. You have to actually apply to be in it. But I'm, I'm finding it more enjoyable than Hearthstone uh, because there is a lot more strategy to the decks. Now, they give you a bunch of cards because it's a closed beta. And they don't know you, but you play Hearthstone a lot. Yeah, I still play it a lot. It's one of those games you can just... Oh, five minutes? I fancy a game of that. And there's always something new to figure out. Well, this one has... Five minutes or extend my time on the toilet. That kind of game. And this one has a lot more depth than Hearthstone. There's a lot more to building the decks. The only thing I would complain about... They give you a load of free cards in this... um, Beta, closed beta. It looks to me, and there's a little store that you can buy cards from, even in this beta for two ninety nine or whatever. It looks to me like it does rely on you having a good deck by buying cards. Yeah. Now Hearthstone doesn't really do that. It lets you win a load of cards, and you can actually compete without paying any money. Really, this one looks like there's going to be people who pay like a hundred dollars and have all the best cards. And then just completely obliterate everybody. But we'll see how that goes. Um, at the moment, they just give you a bunch of cards. They'll take them all off you when it gets to the release. So that'll be really a bummer. Because I'll be get used to all the ones that I like. And then they'll all disappear. And the other game I've been playing this week is Titanfall 2. Um, do you remember Titanfall? No. You're a man. There's a mech. You're a mech. I am not a man. I'm definitely not a mech. Uh, it's a game... that What Titanfall is, is... About five, three or four years ago, the people who make Call of Duty, they all had a, a big disagreement, and they all left Activision, um, and Activision had to kind of re-employ the Call of Duty team, and carry on making Call of Duty with none of the original people. All the original people got together and made this new development studio, funnily enough, called Respawn Entertainment, like they have respawned from okay. from being working at EA. Mm-hmm. And then they went back to EA 
<laughs> to uh, make, well, no, they actually went from Activision to EA and they made a, a game called Titanfall. It was on the Xbox 360 and it's a game, it was a multiplayer only game where you are a soldier like Call of Duty, but it's in the future and you can call down these mechs from space and you fight in big giant robots. So there's parts where you are a, a little soldier who's tiny and there's parts where you're in this big mech. And you can get in and out of the mech at will. And it was a multiplayer game, you know, capture the flag, deathmatch. Now, the new version of it, Titanfall 2, yes, it has all that. You can go and play online, do all those things. But this time, they actually have a single-player game as well, which they didn't have the first time. And people complained, where's the story? We want to know more about these mechs, and why are yeah. these soldiers fighting these mechs, and what's going on? Well, now they've got a whole story, like a um, campaign mode that you can play, which explains exactly why these mechs and these soldiers exist. In the first game, there was no story. It was like, hey, you all fight each other in robots and mechs. That's cool. But then there was people going, I don't know why they're fighting in robots and mechs and just make up their own story. Well, in this one, there's actually a story. So it is really cool. It is very similar to the first one. If you liked the gameplay of the first one, you'll really like this one because it's like a Call of Duty they are the people who made Call of Duty, so they understand leveling up, leveling up your weapons, getting new things. It has that breadcrumb trail breadcrumb, where you feel yeah. like you're always getting something every match you play. So, yeah, that's Titanfall 2. Uh, it's actually, you can play it for free if you open Origin up, uh, which is EA's client thing. They give you 10 hours for free, which is what I've been doing. Which is like, don't you think that's a cool idea? That's a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a... They started doing it with their new games. They give you 10 hours of a trial. You get the whole game. You play it for 10 hours. And after the 10 hours is up, there's a button so you can buy it, right? I actually really like that idea. Because within 10 hours, I know if I want to play it or not. Like, it's enough time. You know when they used to give you a five-minute demo? Here's what it kind of looks like. And then you're kind of going, I don't know if I like it or not. It's not enough of it. This 10 hours is a good amount. So that's Titanfall 2. Uh, what is uh, Svenguli? Svenguli Sven is a horror host who dresses up in a funny costume and does his own type of wacky comedy on a Saturday night on MeTV. And then he hosts a movie of some old horror fame. Tonight, Evan Costello meet Frankenstein. And tonight's Halloween, it would be his Halloween special, so... Probably is one of his favorites. He likes that yeah. three... three I was going to say Three Amigos, no. The Three Stooges and Abbott and Costello and all that kind of stuff. Kind of up his alley, so. And this might be his viewer's favorite, I don't know. Something. I'm not a big fan of Abbott and Costello. I find it really monotonous and really boring. But I think in this one we're going to get Dracula, Frankenstein, the last one and we the watched. Wolfman with all of the original people because it was made in the time that they were all becoming super famous. I've never watched an Abbott and Costello movie ever. But we, Sven Gulli played one, didn't he? Which one was it? Mummy. No. Castell meet the mummy. That's not the one I saw. The one, oh, yeah, I did see that yeah, one. Yeah, you did. Well, I also saw another one where they went into space. Mm. Do you remember? Yeah. And, and there was women, like a planet of women. Yeah. Whatever that one was. That that one was actually pretty entertaining. That was fun. Yeah. yeah was I mean, fun, but the, the, the comedy's dumb, like whacking him over the be, head and kicking him in the ass. It didn't have to be them. That's the he thing. grabs his ass a lot. It's really weird. Like, he grabs his ass, like... Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he did it like in that movie, like several times, like <laughs> whoop, and he makes a noise when oh, he does it, like yeah, I know like he saying. gooses him, as you would say. So um, yeah, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I'm not a fan of Abbott and Costello, but 
in the Spengoolie kind of World. the way he packages the movie, I can deal with it. More. Correct. So what's for dinner? Tonight is what's been cooking in the crock pot all afternoon, which is chili. Now, we don't eat meat. So there is no meat in it. It is beans and tomato puree. And I put a bunch of seasonings in there. Didn't get a chili packet. So I have like cumin, rosemary, marjoram, thyme, garlic, meat dried onions, no grounds, meat dried, on, uh, meat dried onions, dried onions, paprika, all the kind of stuff. And a little bit of corn, just like frozen corn thrown in. And then you let it kind of simmer all afternoon. A little bit of molasses. And it tastes amazing. And then we have it on rice, because that's what they do over in good old jolly England. Chili and rice is a thing. Chili and rice. And uh, so that's where I'm. All right. Your advice is what? Hmm. It was nothing last week, but this week is what is it? Last week it was literally nothing. I think I had some. I I came up with it in the last moment. I would have to go back and verify judges. I don't I don't know. Not feeling advisory today. Let me think. Um... How about watch some uh, cool don't be a, Don't be a miserable prick. It's good enough. And my birthday's coming up in a while, so if my advice could be... Uh, Buy you something for your birthday? Yeah. All right. Or just send me cash. Uh, I have a PayPal account. P.O. box. <laughs> don't <laughs> deliver it in person. I don't want to see you. I don't want a card. I just want the cash, so... All right. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com and sidtor.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch after the show on Facebook, actually. There's an after the show group. You just go and join, and then I have to accept your thing, and then I will. Will you? Maybe, if I like you. If I don't, <laughs> I will just press cancel. Um, you can also catch this podcast on the Google Music Store, the iTunes Music Store, the uh, RSS feed. Just go to ascoli.com slash podcast. You can listen to it on the page. You can subscribe on the page. You can do anything you want on the page. A site. You can mm-hmm. you can do all those things on the page. You can email feedback to me at ascoli at ascoli.com. Don't email Sid Talk unless you're going to send us some money. Correct. And uh, finally, stay classy, Mr. James Wan. Uh, this is not classy, by the way. This movie tricks you into believing James Wan directed this movie. On the front cover, it says, in really small letters, these two words, from producer. They're really small. And then the rest of it that is big says James Wan, director of The Conjuring. So it's quite clear <laughs> that they are trying to trick you into thinking this is a James Wan film. It isn't. He did produce it. So uh, there you go. I even wrote down that he directed it. He because did. that's what it looked like. So thank you. And uh, stay classy. Think for yourself or someone will do it for you.